0: this up is it catching yes it's catching hello happy campers spike hello spike chris show <laughs> we'll get this together yet okay uh, it's been a long weird month and quite frankly sitting <laughs> <fooey is laughs> <out> here <laughs> <coughs> coughing up alone all right yep unclean anyhow <laughs> It's been a little while since we've actually done any of this, so let's let's get some of the news stuff out of the way first before we start talking about anything else. New stuff. Okay. Type stuff. Um. Well,
1: first of all, we to have to start off with a rest in peace for uh-huh. Ed Eisner. Ed Eisner.
0: Michael Eisner. <laughs> Ed Eisner. There you
1: okay.
0: go. Okay. My bad. I. Wow. Lou Grant. Wow. Yeah, passed yeah. away a couple of weeks ago, yeah. So uh, This past week, so.
1: He's been in many things. The last project he's actually done, I believe, was he did the... Uh, they, they're they doing this uh, show on Disney Plus called Doug, where it's the dog from the sh- the movie Up, and Ed Eisner, who... Ed Eisner. Ed, Asner. Asner. Why do I keep... Boy. Anyway, he did the voice of the old man, the, you know, the old grumpy man that tied all the blooms to his house and flew away.
0: hmm
1: So, anyway, he's on that show, and sadly, he
0: passed away, so, yeah. Yeah. So, goodbye, Ed. You had spunk. We hate spunk. Anyway, <laughs> what else ah. happened? Well, you threw that one out. Let me throw one out. Okay. Did you know that Baby Yoda is going to be in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? That's not actually a surprise, to be honest. I'm surprised it took him this long. To be honest, it's he's going to be showing up there with his little tiny, his little floater, and this one's based on the Funko Pop. <clears throat> so of course it's Disney and it's Funko. So there's going to be tons and tons of yeah. Baby Yoda stuff at Macy's this Christmas. So oh okay. goodie! Now this, according to the release. This thing will be 41 feet high, 29 feet long, and 37 feet wide. And stormtroopers still can't hit it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, we're looking at a picture of this, and of course it has him uh, trying to catch that orb thingy, whatever it is. I'm surprised they just didn't have him in his baby casket thing, you know? Yeah, that's what I thought that thing I was. I mean, that would make it more it.
0: sense, but yeah, that, I mean, okay. But anyway, so a very Jewish-looking float in this year's Macy's Day Parade. But any, Thanksgiving Day Parade, I should say. Not Macy's Day, for crying out loud. That's Christmas. <laughs> but anyway, we'll have a picture of that at the end of this. We'll put it at the end of the video that we put up on YouTube. Yes, we're going to get a video out on YouTube this week. At least one. But YouTube and Facebook, if we can. But Yes. That's the other one. Disney is remaking oh. the Rocketeer. <clears throat> the Wakeer. Because this one's gonna be Black, Gay, and a Billionaire. No, wait, that was Tom Swift. They're gonna re- CW's gonna do that to Tom all right, Swift. Now but... hold on. Look. <clears throat> okay, look.
1: I am probably the only largest fan of this movie. Of all the movies that has ever been made that I have seen. And loved I have a huge heart for the Rocketeer movie okay I love this movie that movie was an amazing film to me all right had everything I loved with Hollywood just jumbled into it and adventure and you know so yes I I knew that uh, that they were doing a sequel and it was supposed to have a... To Stiggy Airman. Mm-hmm. Did I say that one right? <laughs> yes. Stiggy Airman. You know, this time around. And I thought that was a cool idea. But again, I'm looking at a picture where it has the Rocketeer flying into a toilet.
0: <laughs> and With this, Mickey Mouse's face on it. And this makes that's, him so angry. That's thanks to Overlord DVD. But anyway, just a, just a reminder, folks. Disney does not care enough about black culture to actually develop black culture. So, they would rather take existing product, existing properties and just paint it in blackface because they don't want to spend the effort on young black creators. Remember, Disney hates young black creators. Don't forget that. That's the lesson to learn from the Rocketeer. Disney hates young black creators creators. Of course they also removed the bronze statue of Brer Rabbit from the uh, magic Kingdom at Disneyland so yet more black culture being erased by Disney. Thank you Disney. Thank you very much. But anyway. So what did you have to top that? You're welcome. Yeah, I'm spitting fire. How'd you like the the idea that Frank Oz is not welcome at Disney so he's not allowed near any of the Muppets anymore. What do they do? Violate them? No. Did you touch them? No. He doesn't agree with their with all the crap they've been doing with the Muppets. So Disney just throw him out and won't let him anywhere near Miss Piggy or Kermit see, the Bear or is, Yoda this, or any of the other. This is the he reason why
1: you should never let a Gen Z person
0: <laughs>
1: run anything. Okay. That's that that yeah, I
0: mean no, it's not even Gen Z. It comes down to these are creatively bankrupt, they're morally bankrupt, and they are in a position of power. Kathleen Kennedy is their patron saint in Hollywood. You have got to burn her out, which means and see, look, the worst thing you can do to a small spoiled child who keeps acting up, wanting attention, the only thing that really has any effect on them is to stop giving them attention. Cancel your Disney Plus subscription. Cancel your Paramount Plus subscription, all two of you. (laughs) Seriously, I keep seeing ads for Paramount Plus. We're off topic here, but we usually are. I keep seeing ads for Paramount Plus, and just show after show after show after show after show that they're doing for Paramount Plus. And I don't see a reason to subscribe to it yet. They have one show called Evil. Have you seen that one yet? No. No, that's got... Uh, oh, I can't think of... Dude's Dude from Lost and... Uh, uh, shoot, that was another show after that. Michael Emerson. Oh. His new show is called Evil and it's on Paramount+. Plus and I'm not going to subscribe to it because it's called Evil. What the heck do I care? Or you can watch the show about the lesbians, or you can watch the show about the gay guys, or you can sit and watch the show where they take a white franchise, and make it black, and gay, and there's a bunch of other things. And I don't see any reason to subscribe to these things anymore. Netflix just ruined Cowboy Bebop, which I take personally. You know why? You know why I take Cowboy Bebop's? Netflix. I never I never actually heard you talk about Cowboy Bebop in a personal way. What's what's the lead character's name? Spike. There you go. <laughs> that's all I need. <laughs> I will never subscribe to Netflix again because the same reason I never watched Spike TV, because they showed a bunch of crap. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> Derivative crap, no less. But anyway. Oh, that's a good one. I, is... <sighs> so moving on, what else happened this past couple of weeks since we actually got anything online? Uh, let's see, well,
1: uh, we have the original Ghostbusters will be
0: showing in theaters in October. That's coming through from Fathom Events, I'd like to see that. Uh, I'd like to see that, but I'm already, uh, co-opted to go see, uh, West Side Story when it hits and for Thanksgiving. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of them coming back, I mean, Labyrinth is coming back,
1: yeah, that's. So I think that else. turned
0: thirty-five. There's
1: a bunch of them. But there was something else that was also supposed to come back to theaters, and I'm like, hey, <laughs> that's awesome.
0: <laughs> so yeah, uh, Labyrinth hits September twelfth. That's today. Oh, they're doing their thirty-fifth anniversary. Uh, let's see, they're going to do a Golden Girl celebration Tuesday. Uh, this Tuesday and next Tuesday, it's going to be a special two-hour. Celebration of the Golden Girls. Citizen Kane, it, There, it's uh, it's Citizen Kane's 80th anniversary, uh, Sunday, September 19th, and Wednesday, September 22nd. Carrie turns 45 on the 26th. Yeah. The real Transformers movie, the animated one from uh, 86, that turns 35 on September, September 26th. And then coming up in October, you've got uh, Dracula Frankenstein double feature coming. You've got Spirited Away turning 20. Yes, Chris is already... heard of the Evil Dead turns 40. It'll be on, in uh, theaters October 7th. Uh, I can't believe the original Scream was 25. Wow. Silence of the Lambs turns 30 on October 17th. Howl's Moving Castle? That's part of the Studio Ghibli Fest. That hits at the end of uh, October. There's another double feature, Chris The Invisible Man and the Wolfman. <laughs> It'll be Saturday, October 30th. And then coming up November, High Society with Bing Crosby, Grace Kelly, and Frank Sinatra is 65. Studio Ghibli Fest continues with Castle in the Sky. That turns 35. Paranorman comes back for some insane reason. And then west side story on the 28th and then going into december my neighbor totoro is in there for ghibli so
1: many good and on golden
0: <laughs> pond turns 40 in december and then they're actually going to do a special live or a special broadcast of the nutcracker on the big screen coming up for christmas and then more stuff coming up in 2022 already oh, so. some good stuff of course, I'm, I'm, the Studio Ghibli stuff, oh my goodness. Go to, uh, go to fathomevents.com, that's F-A-T-H-O-M, events.com. There are a few over, there's like three, two or three uh, theaters over in Lexington that participate in these things. But it's on a case-by-case basis. So go to fathomevents.com slash events, type in, and just look to see what's coming up, and then you can click on it to see who's actually going to be showing it. So there you go. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. I'm excited
1: for that. Excited. He's excited.
0: Okay. What else you
1: got? Uh, Cartoon Network will be doing a bunch of Christmas shows and collabs over the over the holiday season. Uh, there's They're doing it called Acme Nights. They will be showing movies like Merry Little Batman... I fear what that would be. Daffy Duck and uh, Porky Pig Show. Uh, And did I do that holiday special,
0: Steve Urkel? Yeah, I just saw that. Uh, Did I do that to the holidays, which would be part of Acme Night? I guess Cartoon Network's actually bringing back their Sunday night programming block friggin' time somebody at Cartoon Network who actually gave a crap about animation now hold on having said that let me just say they even the wokest know what Acme means That uh, having oh. an Acme night doesn't necessarily mean they're going to treat the, the Warner Brothers animation library with any respect at all so but this is from the guy who used to love watching the Chuck Jones show and the Tex Avery show and all the other... <laughs> Toonheads. I remember Toonheads. I love that. So, anyway. Toonheads. Oh, Toonheads was awesome if you're an anime. If you're into classic animation, that was an awesome show. Because they... they did? Basically, they got uh, uh, an animation historian named Jerry Beck involved, and he would write these things up for them, and they'd just spend a half hour looking at old cartoons that don't get shown anymore. Mm-hmm. And they would explain their importance in in pop culture and how are they how are they were developed and stuff. These were these were cartoons you just couldn't find anywhere else. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. really awesome. If Pretty you awesome. wanted to if you wanted to see a private snafu cartoon on television, Toonheads was where you needed to go. So, or Scrap Happy Daffy. Good. Good luck finding Day. that one. That one's an awesome one. I should put that up. I like
1: to find the. Uh, that movie that they did for Casablanca, but it was called Carrot Blanca. Car-
0: yeah, yeah. I actually went not mind that one. <laughs> that was goofy when it came out, no, but it's was, compared man. to the direct that comes out today, it was actually pretty cool. Uh, I liked that one. Actually, I probably should see if I can find a copy of Scrap Happy Daffy and post it on our YouTube channel. Have you seen what our number one video is? Have I told you? No. It's uh, Reason and Emotion it was chore of duty 3.01 did it about a year ago today and it's gotten it is our by far and away our number one most watched video it's got over a thousand views and counting yeah that was where i sat down i didn't even speak on it's it. that's probably that's all you that's that's probably why it didn't uh, why people actually sat down and watched it because i didn't actually speak But I sat there and explained, I gave a setup for why I was posting the the cartoon. It's in the public domain now. One of the few Disney ones that wound up in the public domain. But but I gave an explanation beforehand with music in the background and on the screen. And then at the end, I did a follow-up about why it's important to keep track of whether people are appealing to your reason or to your emotions and how dangerous it can be just to be reacting to emotional appeals.
1: You know what this means
0: you have to bring back chore of duty yeah I keep threatening to do that but I I really need to sit down and and just figure this out because the I do have things that need to be explained for chore of duty I've got an idea where people kneel for the uh, national anthem but not in the way you you think Instead of going to one knee, you go to both knees, bow your head, and pray during the national anthem. Mm. But you're praying for healing for the people who are down on one knee. <laughs> so if I ever get around to it, but if you, I need, ever get around to, you to need to write it. down
1: a schedule of what
0: to talk about, and then that way you'll have a yes. Yeah, so I actually, just... I actually need instead of just sitting here like we do with these episodes and pull stuff out of our butt, <laughs> At least you, at least you sit down with some of your cards and. Write things out. I've actually got uh, a list of news stories in front of me that have piled up over the past couple of weeks. But see.
1: Well, I mean, that's the way
0: we that's it doesn't go. Organization is key, baby. That's like, great we'll, that's we'll, great we'll see great what names. happens. That's great news. I liked it because with uh, between between politics and the church, I think there's there's a lot of things people need to hear that they're not going to hear. And probably won't hear it here on YouTube or on Facebook because they'll just censor it off. But uh, Rumble, I've just found out, is finally starting to catch on. We actually have a Rumble channel, but uh, I just haven't updated to it lately because it was getting zero views for a couple of months on end. But I may start putting the good stuff over there and just let you know the good stuff is over there. The naughty stuff, according All to... All the him. naughty stuff. All the naughty stuff. The Forbidden... Stuff that, the Forbidden Door. All the <laughs> stuff. That, that's Hey, there's your name for a, a show on Rumble. The Forbidden Door. The Forbidden Tony Door. Tony Khan will hate my guts, but... As will every AEW fan, but hey. <laughs> but anywho. Uh, okay. So... So that's enough of that nonsense. What do you... What else you got? Uh, a possible Sherlock uh, TV
1: series will be going for season five. Yeah, that's the, one, that's the one with Benedict
0: Cumberbatch yes. and Morgan. Mm. <laughs> I was about to say Morgan Freeman here, oh, oh wow. Wow. <laughs> Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman, yeah. The good one, yes. Yes.
1: Uh, so basically, the creator of the show was asked at Comic Con, will there be any more Sherlock? And he literally came out and said, look, we were actually planning on going further. But then, of course, you know, ratings, TV, kind of canceled the whole thing. But we are willing to do more. And apparently, uh, Benedict and uh, Martin Freeman both said that they would, even though that they are now big stars, they are known for being big stars on the big screen and also basically commuting back and forth from movies to TV. So, it is a possibility, he said. As long as everybody's up for it.
0: Yeah. So. Well, the thing is, Benedict became really successful, and Martin Freeman became really successful. Yeah. They both... Martin Freeman with uh, Lord of the Rings, and Benedict Cumberbatch over at Marvel, and stuff, yeah. and they just generally just got too busy to do it. But you got to remember, the guys... The guys who adapted Sherlock, the the actual Sherlock show with Benedict and Martin in it, is the guy who helped re recreate Doctor Who back in 2005. His name's Mark Gaddis. Yeah. And he was part of the reason why Doctor Who was so great right up until this last couple here. But... Uh, and he actually snuck himself into the show as Sherlock's brother. Uh, not Moriarty. Shoot, now nah, i am already forgotten. But anyway. But anyway, he actually, Mark Gaddis actually snuck himself in as one of the characters. See, I still have not watched any of those shows. But it. So. Oh, you absolutely have to. <laughs> you absolutely should if. Now, I seriously doubt it'll ever turn up on, like, the. Uh, Brit box Mystery Channel on Pluto TV. Yeah. Which is something you should watch anyway, because guess what's going to turn up there? What? Death in Paradise. It's got to be coming eventually. Because it's, it's a Brit box Mystery.
1: But... Well, apparently wherever they're based off of, their show's already being run of the new season. We just haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it just hasn't turned up here yet. Because I follow one of the cast members and she, like literally post everything <laughs> so
0: but yeah. yeah i mean yeah it's minecraft that's his name no wonder i couldn't
1: think yeah of name. It was a weird name Banny. i should have actually minecraft just think of minecraft <laughs> basically let's call it minecraft for now. <laughs> but uh yeah apparently after seeing all that it really got a bunch of fans uh excited for a, a fifth season and that's and, what that's what it takes to get
0: Benedict and Martin exactly. so to clear their schedules. And you gotta understand both of those guys are in such demand in Hollywood because they're considered leading leading men that they can pretty much dictate their own schedules now. Yeah. All they gotta and, do is let their agents know that no, I need this amount of time clear so I can do a season five. And, and the BBC will absolutely pay out for it because they need a ratings hit. Yeah. The, and
1: like, like he said, he's like, you know, both actors has done major movies before and has done TV shows. So they do go back and forth so that they might actually be like, yeah, sure, you know, just can't do it this time because I got to do a Doctor Strange thing or whatever. And, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure that it will, if the fans want it enough, it will more likely happen.
0: Yeah, it's... Snyder Cut. We'll see what actually happens, but anyway. So. Should I go on? Yeah, go
1: on. Another favorite person we love, David Tennant. Him and his wife will be doing a movie, a a Peacock movie. And In case you guys don't know what Peacock is, it is a streaming service... Just so y'all know. Um, They're doing a movie called Hyde. Based off of the whole lore of Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I don't know if... I mean, is David Tennant's uh, wife an actress? I have no idea. I mean, I don't know if she's been in anything, to be honest. But still... That's, uh, I mean, anything with David Tennant, I'm in. I am so
0: in. Uh, Georgia Tennant. Yes. She is an actress, but I couldn't tell you what. Hold on. Stand by. Uh, She was in an episode of Doctor Who back in 2009 with David Tennant, of course. And, and don't know what you would really recognize her from here in America. She was in one episode of Merlin. She's in several episodes of Doctor Who. Uh, don't really see anything that Americans would really know her for besides that. So, mm-hmm. But she is an actress and she's apparently still active. So
1: David there Tennant is one of those actors that you really cannot keep up with because it's like He's doing a tv show he's doing a movie he's doing a tv show he'll have like three tv shows going all at once also a couple of movies on its way and you're just like dude Bree <laughs> i mean i'm not like fussing or nothing i love watching him but brie <laughs> you know it's like calm down but yeah and he's down the rabbit
0: hole okay go
1: ahead and he can do crazy So, him playing, uh, uh, you
0: know, Hyde, and... We actually got to see uh, the Quatermass experiment, the one that BBC did back in the 2000s. It was a remake of one that came out in, like, the 50s on BBC. And it was all right, but David Tennant was about the only good thing in it, honestly. (laughs) See, that's the thing.
1: Like, he's, that's the way he is. He's like, he's always good at just being him. Like, I, before I saw him in Doctor Who and got into Doctor Who, because I didn't really, didn't care nothing about Doctor Who until I watched one episode where where it was him as the Doctor, and I was hooked. And then, I was looking this guy up, and I was like, I have seen a dozen movies that he was in and didn't even really pay much attention to. But I remember the character that he played. And it was like, huh, this is a cool character. And then that was it, you know? Mm -hmm. But I didn't know who played him. So,
0: yeah. I liked it. That's pretty cool. Alrighty. So, moving right along. You got anything else in your news
1: pile? I got one more news. Yeah. Which is actually funny news to me. So, you know how... Bruce Willis has become from a major Hollywood actor to just kind of just doing movies where it,
0: it goes straight to video. Yeah, he does what he wants to. Yeah.
1: And everybody and says he just doesn't
0: care no more. And let's let's be fair, all just about all movies go straight to video these days with the streaming crap. Anyway, oh, go ahead. Sure. Well he's
1: he's he's been doing movies that is like low key for a while and Everybody in Hollywood says that it's because he just doesn't care no more. He doesn't seem to care anymore. He kind of gave up on actually good acting. Well, Bruce Willis has signed a... Are you ready for this? Go ahead. A contract to for a movie on Tubi.
0: Yeah. 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 Tubi. I mean, that's, that's the... I mean, Tubi. That, that is... Basically, Tubi is Fox News' parents' uh, company. Their little streaming service. They're well-known... Tubi's best known for uh, really pumping up their anime collection lately. But, but that's uh, about it. That's about it so far. But they're putting... Fox... This is Rupert Murdoch's group. And he knows he needs one big hit. He needs one killer app to establish Tubi, and so he's going to let Bruce Willis have a run at it. Which is uh-huh. hey, which is fine if Bruce Willis is willing to settle for less money. Which, quite frankly, he doesn't. Yeah, I don't man. think he really needs <laughs> it. Bruce Willis doesn't need it, or he wouldn't, or he'd be holding out for it. But. No,
1: not with the revenue of Die Hard films and no, and the fact that every Christmas Die Hard shows, shows up on yeah, like. <laughs> television on all,
0: all, everything so. yeah it's it's supposed to be a christmas movie now so now so. Oh, well. so that wraps our that wraps our quick news spin one last thing there marvel we need, we're going to be spending some time talking about marvel here but uh, marvel is released and i've given people an idea of what uh, phase four is going to wind up looking like okay here's the lineup for Marvel Phase 4, this is over like the next two or three years. You've got The Eternals coming out November 5th. I don't know why. The Eternals never actually sold any comics, I don't think. But they are insistent on releasing this crap. Spider-Man No Way Home, which is going to be the good Marvel movie, will be coming out for Christmas, December 17th. The new Doctor Strange is March 25th in 2022. The new Thor comes May 6th. The new Black Panther on July 8th, so that's like every other month. And then The Marvels, I'm not sure what that one is, comes out November 11th, 22. Mm -hmm. Then 2023 sees Ant-Man and the Wasp, and then Guardians of the Galaxy 3. There's an idea that Blade, Captain, the new Blade, they're going to remake Blade, Blade... Blade. Captain America 4, Deadpool 3 might be another X-Men movie, but they're they're not explaining what these last three untitled films are going to be. So, they they know Fantastic Four is going to be done at some point for some reason, because nobody's gotten it right yet, because nobody actually, everybody thinks Fantastic Four is a superhero film. It's not superhero. Fantastic Four are dressed like superheroes. They go out and they do superheroic things, but they are, first and foremost, a family, a dysfunctional one. But basically, you've got husband, wife, little brother, big brother. And that's that's basically husband is Reed Richards, wife is the invisible woman. Little brother is the human torch, big brother is the thing. And they get into scraps, especially the little brother and the big brother get into scraps all the time, and it's that sense of humor. Spider-Man, they figured it out, fortunately, but they haven't figured it out for the Fantastic Four yet. They have to put up with each other's crap, and they have, but they have to keep a sense of humor about it. That's a, All they do is pathos in these last Fantastic Four movies. How many have they made, Chris? Three? It's uh, at least three. Isn't it two different uh, casts? Yeah, because there's there, three. There's one with Michael Chicklitz, uh, Chiklitz, whatever it there's is. Two of Michael and one with a brand new cast, yeah, and then Roger Corman's, which is probably better than oh, <laughs> the rest of them put together. Oh, but. That one. That one. I did <laughs> much, it. yeah, it never got released. Um. Fortunately for all involved. Let me ask you this. No.
1: If they did do a Fantastic Four and they didn't know how to do it, but they ripped off another movie that people say is literally the best Fantastic Four movie, which is actually The Incredibles. If they ripped off The Incredibles and did it the way they did it, do you think that that's fair? Or do you think, well, at least it's better than any other type of nonsense that they would come up with.
0: To be honest, the Incredibles probably is the best representation of the Fantastic Four. And it is a straight ripoff. It it is. Yeah, they I, it I called it matter. back then because you actually have an Invisible Girl. You actually if you count Jack Jack, you actually have a human torch and you have the stretchy one and you have the big, bulky, strong one. It's just the uh quick yeah. the fast one is the the one they put in there to throw you off. Yeah, but still. But yes, if if you were to actually, to be honest, you could rework the script to put the the Fantastic Four into the Incredibles script, and yes, it would work. It actually would. It would just take a little reworking. I don't
1: think I would be mad at it if they did rip off the Incredibles, because the way I see it, if they did it right, at least you would have a ground to stand on and then that way with the sequel then you can be like all right we can build from here you know let's like we got the roots let's see what happens next because we now know how to do it and do it in a a, you know we won't be ripping off anything but we can do it our own way
0: hold on hold on if okay let's say I pull out my magic wand out of my pants, and I wave it around, knock Tinkerbell upside the head, <laughs> and I because, I, I'm i in charge of Disney. I can make this decision, okay? Okay. Okay. I put Brad Bird in charge of the Fantastic Four project. Oh, yeah. That's it. Okay? I would just stand back and say, you do this, Okay. Just like John Favreau, you take care of Star Wars. I would even put John Favreau. Brad Bird, I'll put you in charge of the Fantastic 4 and just let them go, let them do their thing, okay? The Fantastic 4 actually could be a franchise for a a cornerstone a cornerstone franchise for Marvel. They used to be the entirety of the Marvel Empire today is built on the backs of the Fantastic Four. If it wasn't for the Fantastic Four, there would be no Marvel. Okay, Or if there was, it would be somewhere along the lines of like IDW or Charlton Comics or Gold Key Comics and all these other things. It would be also ran DC would be the one because DC was owned by major corporations way back in the 60s. They've been trading them back and forth like a trading card, but... You know what? Um, here's... Can I... I, I, want, I want to stress how fearful
1: I am... No. ...on the Marvel universe. Okay? Yeah. So, in these movies, we get introduced by all these different characters. Now we got the internals, and the internals are pretty much like gods. Almost, right?
0: Yeah, supposedly.
1: You yeah. got Fantastic Four, you got the X-Men... Yeah. With all of these people combining together, what kind of story are you actually going to have in the future? Because by this point, every villain is going to be like, nah, I'm done. (laughs) You know, it's like there's no use. Like there's no use for a villain to even try because it's like, oh, I got to worry about this, this, and
0: this, and this. Okay, I'm going to do this. Okay, for forget Marvel DC for a minute. Name five villains. From which? One? It doesn't matter. Just name the first five villains that pop into your head from the comic books. Name five villains. Uh, Joker. Uh huh. Okay. Um. Two number two.
1: Hold on. Come on. Of course, Thanos. Uh huh. Okay. Um, Clayface, which is my all-time favorite. Okay. Okay. Um, there is uh. uh Doomsday. No. Uh-huh. There is. Uh, I'm trying to remember that one dude, <laughs> and I cannot remember his name. I'm picturing. Um, shoot, I don't, wow. No, no, I can't. There's a dude. whole list. I'm just yes. trying to remember which... the first five. Okay, the top okay, of your okay, head. okay. Uh,
0: the first five off the top of your head. Go. <laughs> All right, Doc Ock. Okay, Doctor Octopus. Okay. okay. So out of out of those five, two are Marvel, three are DC. Two of those DC ones are from Batman. Okay, quick, yes, name some ba- I'm a Batman. I right, quick name some Batman villains. Clayface, Harley Quinn, Joker, uh, Two Face, Scarecrow. Okay, there's five. Right. <laughs> See you. You can rattle them off. Okay, because I'm a Batman fan. I okay, Batman. <laughs> there are a lot of Batman fans. Okay, name five Superman's villains. Lex Luthor, Doomsday is the big, no. Yes, that's the big rock that Okay. Here. Yes. Okay. The fact that you weren't sure tells me volumes. Go ahead. Uh, st- uh, oh, uh, I want to call him Mario, but
1: it's not Mario. This what's the what's the evil sh- Superman?
0: You're struggling here.
1: I can't remember their names. There's
0: Bizarro. Bizarro. I keep okay. On. <laughs> okay. Now hold I, on, hold on. Let's let's go back for a minute. All right. <laughs> let's see. Name some X-Men villains. Exactly. Okay, name some Fantastic Four villains. You should be able to think of one right off the top of your head. Well, but Even though he's never associated with them.
1: Uh, He's
0: associated with them, but because the franchise is sucking wind right now, nobody really connects him with them. I'm trying to remember his name, Dune? Yes, Dr. Dune. Yes, okay. Can you name any other four? Hell no. Can you name any other one? Okay. Now, Spider-Man. Name some Spider-Man villains green goblin yeah wasn't there a red goblin yeah uh venom yeah
1: carnage yeah uh doc Ock. yeah there's
0: five okay now take a good long hard look okay look at dc batman you're able to rattle off five villains really right off the bat yeah. okay marvel you're able to rattle off five spider-man villains right off the bat okay no other franchise for either company is able to do that, because these those two franchises have so much of the everyman in them. Yes, I know Bruce Wayne is a billionaire, but he has no powers. Spider Man has all these powers, but he has he's not a billionaire, and he's a teenage kid. Should, sometimes he's uh, a teenage yeah, sure kid. Okay. they're they're threatening to undo uh, No Way Out, which would be hilarious. <laughs> They've already undone Sin's past, but we'll get into that in a second. We're still talking about Marvel stuff. If if you are a creative type who has control of a franchise, you are able to create better foils for your characters. For example, Batman has been around since the nineteen thirties. He has an the We're idea of a rogues villains. gallery used to be the idea of a rogues gallery used to belong to uh, Doc Savage, the Man in Bronze. Batman took that over. He's uh, the idea of a rogues gallery is now identified with Batman, and to a lesser extent with the Flash. But it's it's mainly identified with Batman. Spider Man has his own rogues gallery. He's been around since 1962. Okay. But he's got all these all these villains, some of them better than others. Okay, Green Goblin is a hell of a lot more complex than the Rhino, for example. I was going to say, I forgot okay. about the Rhino. The <laughs> Rhino, you've got Sandman. Sandman's nothing. Doc Ock is just fantastically complex. And you've got all these complex characters. Batman, of course, being around twice as long, his Whoa. villains are more complex. You need a good villain to bring out the best in your hero. Exactly. This is one of the central tenets of storytelling, something that nobody in Hollywood is paying attention to. But anyway. That's, That's
1: exactly true. I mean, everybody loves a good villain that has a great, like, either you can relate to or actually be like, yeah, okay, I understand why they're doing what they're doing. That's why most of these superheroes are better than most. It's like Superman. Superman is a dude with all of these godlike powers. But if to be honest, Superman has also always been boring because he has nobody to challenge him in a certain way. Like, okay, Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor. What is his motive? He wants power. Okay.
0: That's it. Here's- like that's that's all you got. Like I mean, hold I'm on. Stop. I'm going to explain something to you, and this this will change the entire way you see Superman, okay? The entire Superman-Lex Luthor thing, I'm about to just blow your mind on it. You ready for your mind blown? Okay. And I know you've heard this before. People have said about it before, but they've never gotten into detail. Superman is Jesus Christ. Yes. Okay, you've heard that before, right? Yes. Lex Luthor is not Jesus Christ. Yes. Lex Luthor is an atheist. He believes in logic he believes in so-called reason. He believes in humanity. Superman is beyond humanity okay right. So you have the world of Superman is God. Lex Luthor is man. When yes. you put the two together you have the conflict between God, God's will and man's will. who wins? who always wins. God. Superman. Superman always beats Lex Luthor at but. the end. It doesn't matter how many he, Lex Luthor could steal 40 cakes and that's terrible. But he could steal 40 cakes and Superman would stop him because he's the god allegory. If you look at the the dance between Superman and Lex Luthor the reason Lex is the one he's Superman's weak physically weakest opponent but he's the one who challenges everything Superman stands for in every possible way because God is good, man is evil. I mean, I I understand that. I do. It's just,
1: I guess, to me, nobody's ever written Lex Luthor well enough to actually give me reason to give a crap.
0: Yeah, because Lex Luthor is a villain. Now, they tried... There have been a couple of attempts over the last 20 years. One made Lex Luthor president, which means that was a way to counter Superman, who was all-American at the time, before D.C. sold him out. But Lex Luthor became president, and that worked a little bit, but eh, it wasn't until Lex Luthor started acting like a good guy and started helping the Justice League on a regular basis that everybody's like, wait a minute, what are they doing with Lex Luthor? And people suddenly got interested in Superman again because Lex Luthor's a good guy. How does that happen? Is and then he well, he never gave any tells that he was still bad. So everybody's like, wait, did they really turn him into a good? guy? Why would they turn him into a good guy? He's Superman's greatest villain. And of course, then Lex Luthor turns around, bends everybody over, and rams them. So yeah, because he's I mean, Lex Luthor, he's evil. I mean, with villains, you just have a have to have a certain
1: type. Like, okay. This is something that has always been on my mind, and I'm sorry. I know a lot of you will probably disagree, but Thanos is not the biggest and baddest villain out there. I am sorry, but honestly, him as a villain kind of sucked. I'm just saying it. Look, hear me out, okay? (laughs) The only reason why everybody thinks that Thanos was the biggest and baddest villain of all time is because he wiped out all your favorite superheroes that came along. Half of them. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm sorry, that his motive behind all of this, not good enough for me. Now, villains in the MCU movies so far, there's only two that really makes me go, now that's a villain. Killmonger, great villain. Yeah. The dude from Silver War and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. I cannot know his name that uh, was Russian or... Whatever. Mm-hmm. He's the one that killed uh, uh, Black Panther's dad and blamed it on Bucky. And literally brought... Had the biggest superheroes fight each other.
0: Yeah. And I know. Stuff. I can't remember
1: his name right Genius. Name. Genius. Yeah. Okay. And he had a great motive. Those two, out of all the MCU movie villains... Are like my top ones are like they, they they are like the best ones ever because they had a motive to make you crumble so yeah I mean I mean that's just my thought on it Baron Zemo
0: that's right
1: yeah Good like uh, to mm-hmm. me those are the
0: best villains because I'm gonna counter that for a second okay For me, the two best movies, the two best villains in the entire entire Marvel canon, out of all everything, okay, Mm -hmm. the two best ones were Doctor Octopus in Spider-Man Two, okay, Alfred Molina, okay, yeah. The other one was, uh, (sighs) shoot, (laughs) Stane in uh, in Iron Man, the first Iron Man, Iron Monger. Oh, okay. Because they were so, they were really well-developed, okay? Doc Ock was actually a tragic villain, yeah. and it was a perfect example of a tragic villain. It, people didn't understand what a tragic villain was until Sam Raimi unleashed Doc, uh, Spider-Man 2. He yeah. offered Molina Dr. Octopus, and the two of them had just as much of a hand as the writers did in making him sympathetic. Yeah and it was, uh, was uh, Iron Monger and Iron Man. It was uh, the guy that Tony Stark was rel- relying upon in order to become Iron Man and develop the armor and everything. He was the one that was able to stab him the hardest in the back, and that's the one that really hurt. Quick, can you name any other villain in Iron Man except for Ironmonger? And even I had to think of his name. Uh well, there's the so-called uh, terrorist bad. dude. Uh. bad yeah, terrorist dude. What else? <laughs> I can't remember his name now. I, uh, the, I can think. Uh,
1: there's the uh, again. I think he's Russian. The dude with the whips, electrical yeah. whips. Yeah. And then there's uh, Hammer.
0: Yeah, Hammer is the one
1: of his competitors. Hammer. Yeah. Uh, which I'm
0: waiting for him to make a comeback somewhere in the future. (laughs) Can you you remember the first villain Iron Man ever faced? And it wasn't the terrorists in the cave. It was, uh, his, uh, Uh, mentor dude. uh, dude. No, 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 no. You're thinking Iron Monger. No, no, no. Not, and not Yusin in the cave. That was the one who helped him. Somebody turned up. It would be the first villain... It was officially the first villain Iron Man ever faced. Mandarin. The one with the rings? No, that was the terrorist dude I was talking about. I oh, okay. Yeah. But the Mandarin. Yeah. And he never tur- never shows up in Iron Man again until the he shows up in Shang-Chi. Field. The third one he shows up, sort of, kind of. Yeah, sort of, kind of. And then Shang-Chi makes a bunch of call- callbacks to that. Yeah, because Shang-Chi's dad is actually the Mandarin, the real Mandarin. Shang-Chi's dad is supposed to be uh, Fu Manchu, but oh, they, well, they didn't have he... the rights to use that, so he became the man. Oh. Right. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And did you know DC has a version of uh, Shang-Chi? Richard Dragon, Kung really? Master. Yeah. And they both came out right around the same time because neither one of them could come up with something without the other one immediately yeah, jumping on the let's face item.
1: it, that's the way it always <laughs> been with Marvel and DC. It's like they all have a version of each what, other somewhere. What do, you think,
0: what do you think they tried so hard to make Captain Marvel into a movie? Oh, God, that movie was trash. Marvel had to get that out there so they could take the name away from DC. Because and that's been that nonsense has been going on since the '60s. Because Stan Lee got it into his head, hey, I can steal this from DC because they're not paying attention to their properties. Because DC was a Superman, they didn't care couldn't care less about Shazam at the time. So sure enough, here comes Stan Lee and swipes the rights to Captain Marvel because they published and DC didn't, even though they owned the property. So now they can't call. Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel over at DC—they have to call him Shazam, which is fine. Hmm. Because
1: I mean, to be honest, after watching the Captain Marvel movie, it's like a bad taste in my mouth to where I just who
0: wore it better: Marvel's Captain Marvel or DC's Shazam? Shazam. So thus, DC would have done a much better Captain Marvel than Marvel could.
1: Brilliant.
0: (laughs) That's why Marvel had to steal it. So now you got Marvel, which has. A long history of swiping things and disney who has a long history of keeping things under lock and key so yeah mad anyway now we're meandering but yeah oh but uh
1: before we do anything we need to
0: talk about uh what if yes that's that's what i was getting ready what to if. lead into we've got two episodes of what you have to catch up because yes. the first two episodes sucked copious amounts of butt. <laughs> Okay, the first one absolutely reeked. The second one, I didn't even bother watching because it was it was so woke. I was like, "No, thank you." <laughs> now, the the episode three of season one had to do with uh, Stephen Strange losing his heart, and this was out of out of all the episodes, this was the first one that had a downer ending. And the thing you got to remember is that in What If in the comic books, roughly half the half the books. I'm going to take that back. The majority of the books had downer endings. Yeah. Because even the idea was, what if your favorite heroes could make a different decision? Like, what if Spider-Man saved Uncle, stopped the crook who shot his Uncle Ben? Yeah. It doesn't. Here's a hint. It doesn't turn out well for anybody. But most people. When they see what if, it's like, oh, it's like fan fiction or something. No, there's a chance to go down some very, very dark alleys because, Chris, tell them what happened in episode three. We, we actually recorded an episode about this last week, and I lost it, so. Episode three was quick, when... Uh, quick synopsis, Stephen Strange and his girlfriend. Well, uh, apparently, uh, it goes back to, of course, the
1: first movie. <laughs> where Stephen Strange, instead of him getting into the accident, it was him and his girlfriend, and his girlfriend passed away. So, Dr. Strange ends up literally going on this path of finding the whole, uh, what's the magic group people call <laughs> The monks. Yeah, the magic monks, yeah. yeah. <laughs> finding them, learning the ways, except he now... Has the power to bring her back, so he goes through all of this, uh, trying to bring in all this power, which is making him more darker and darker, and he's more getting more greedy on, on the fact of bringing the idea of bringing her back, no matter what, which leaves him on this
0: huge dark path. Right, and he even winds up facing a copy of himself that the ancient one tried to splinter off as a last last gasp to try to stop it but he winds up absorbing him back in and now he's finally powerful enough to to change time and save his girlfriend and winds up destroying the entire universe
1: yes
0: and so and all the watcher can do is sit there and watch because this isn't the the main marvel universe this is an offshoot so all the watcher could do is stand by and watch as the entire universe collapses around Stephen strange because he just couldn't give,
1: give and, up. And the Watcher actually has a bigger part in this. Yeah. Because they do, Strange does uh confront the Watcher and be like, please help. And the Watcher's like, you know as much as I do, you shouldn't have done what you did. If I meddled, then the
0: same outcome might happen to me. It's like, right. you know, it's like... If the Watcher does it, because the Watcher jumps between all these different dimensions and universes and stuff. So if the Watcher does it, he destroys the multiverse. So yeah. he, so that's why he's forbidden from interfering. And
1: you, and and throughout the whole series, you have heard him say that he would like to, like you know, jump in when mistakes are made, but he can't.
0: So basically, the Watcher is a writer surrogate. He's there to stand in for the writer and provide some exposition and stuff for. For people who aren't as familiar with the original story. So like when the Watcher steps into episode three and explains to Doctor Strange why he cannot interfere, then that's just that extra little oomph so the viewers will understand what they're seeing. Did you know that there was a what-if uh, story
1: that was never made at all because it was way too dark? Oh, I'm sure there are plenty of them, but you tell me what It right was where... Instead of Peter Parker uh, trying to, you know, his uncle dying, Mm -hmm. Peter is the the one that ends up getting killed. Mm -hmm. And his uncle literally goes on this death wish thing and goes around (laughs) town cleaning streets by shooting all the... And Uncle Ben becomes (laughs) (laughs) the Punisher, (laughs) which is hilarious.
0: (laughs) And I'm like, damn. I think I've actually heard of that one, but they... And seriously, that's, like, that's more, the reason that would never get published is because that's more of a punchline than it is a, a good story. But anyway, that's like shit. so that's episode three. It was the first really dark turn for the show, and I got to admit, it's the first. This yeah. is the first one it's I actually dark. liked out of the three episodes, and it's the first one that I actually, believe surprisingly, gave me hope about whether the show will go from here. But well, that leads us to episode 4, <laughs> which just took all my hope and just trashed it. It's Zombies. Marvel Zombies is the most overrated franchise in the Marvel universe. It's been it's been just making comic shop owners miserable for over two decades now cuz they keep coming out with all these variant covers. There was one month every Marvel book had a variant cover with Marvel zombies on it. And so all these fans had to buy every book Marvel published if they were collecting the zombies. So... And so... And that was part of the reason why the comic book industry is sucking so much wind right now. But... but Let's face it. The only comic book
1: Marvel zombies that actually mattered was when they had Ash from Evil Dead show up to kick some major butt. (laughs)
0: Because that was the best. That's Ash. So. <laughs> That's the best one. But it it did have a nice little touch at the end because, spoiler alert, I'm just going to go ahead and spoil it for you because hell with it. Uh, spoiler alert, the surviving heroes, and there's not many, there's like four or five, they managed to find a small, they managed to find like one little signal somewhere, it's the Vision. And he's keeping his wife, the Scarlet Witch, who is now a zombie. He's basically feeding innocent people to her. And the Vision has a way that he can cure people with his mind gem. And he managed to cure the Black Panther of of it. And uh, and Ant-Man, for that matter. Although he just saved Ant-Man's head. but uh, So Vision realizes he screwed up royally by feeding all these innocent people to his wife. So he rips the mind gem out of his head, gives it to Peter Parker, Spider-Man, who's one of the survivors, and then he kills over dead. They take off. They're going to go to Wakanda, where it's the only place that's not really infected, with the zombies yet, because their technology's managed to stay ahead of it. So they take what's left of Black Panther and Ant-Man and Spider-Man and somebody else, I think. No, there was only three left. That's right. Yeah. The mind, they take that in the mind gem to Wakanda so they can use the mind gem, broadcast the frequency from the mind gem in order to cure everybody of their zombie hood. But there's one catch down in Wakanda waiting for him. Wakanda has fallen to zombie Thanos, who is missing one gem on his Infinity Gauntlet, the yellow mind gem. So, And and these boys are happily taking it right to it. So yes. the end, everybody. Have fun with that. They they have gotten darker with these
1: series, which is funny because it's like, I mean it's not every day where it's like, oh, uh, one of the characters gets infected and then, uh, another the uh, what's her name wasp flies right. inside of her and then just blows her up from the yeah. <laughs> inside, or yeah you yeah know, it's just it's like it, it's it gets really dark and you're just like. You know, wh- whoever's making these decisions, I applaud. <laughs> you know, it's like you're not going through the safety guidelines here because it's a, uh, you know, it's
0: Disney and well, it's, Disney's meant it's for kids. Family, it's what so. if, yeah, and what if every episode is self-contained, yeah. so it it doesn't really count to anything in the Marvel universe. But the, uh, I just Marvel Zombies, not my cup of tea. I tried actually, I think. The longest I ever paid attention to zombie anything was probably uh the walking dead and i think i made it through two seasons and i just gave up because zombies get boring after a while y'all sorry
1: that's yeah, true they do get boring after do. a
0: while but <laughs> you know i do so much zombies so anyway i would say overall through four episodes of what if season one i I'd say they're batting about 500, which is pretty good for baseball and unfortunately par for the course for television anymore. Would I subscribe to Disney Plus for this? No, but... (laughs) For free. (laughs) Yeah, I use his account, but don't tell Disney. Anyway, the uh, so using our 1 to 5 scale so far where one would be a hard pass and five would be a must-watch, I'd give this pro- the series probably a three. At least check each episode out. And, yeah. and you really have to take the episodes individually because each one is self-contained.
1: I mean, i give it a four only because of the fact that even the bad ones are still kind of entertaining because you're sitting there either like... <laughs> or you know either laughing or being like yeah, for, uh-huh. for me i
0: think see i think episode 4 with the zombie thanos waiting for the for the guys to bring the vine gem yeah i think that was supposed to i think and i can't be sure of this but i think that was supposed to be a holy crap moment that's what the writers intended was to see the impending doom for what this for the for the guys that's in the true, quinjet yeah. And it came off more as funny. It came off as a punchline to me. Because it's like, ah, that's hilarious right there. But it so I didn't take that seriously. And to be honest, throughout throughout the zombie episode, it was you had Ant Man there, Scott Lang, yeah. and you have Spider Man, two of the biggest wisecrackers in the Marvel universe. You put those two together; they're constantly wisecracking because they have to cope with all this horror around them. And so, by the time you get to the punchline, you you're seeing the punchline. When you get to the end, you see it as a punchline and not a holy crap moment. Because if you had picked any other heroes besides those two guys, yeah. if if you had picked Iron Man as the survivor, half of him is gone, and only the his armor is keeping him alive. And if you had picked, say, it couldn't be Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange would have done something to fix it. But it could have been Thor, who would would be invulnerable to them and couldn't really do anything to cure them. If it had been those two, two guys with more gravitas, or Captain America, for crying out loud, could could have carried this off. If it had been those two, then it would have been... Yeah, the dogs, basically. It, it would have you would have seen them flying to their deaths. You'd be like, "Ah, man!" It would have been a downer ending instead of the punchline character. Yeah, it that's down. true. Uh, so th- that is probably for me. Aside from the fact that again, I hate zombies. I'm tired of zombies. Zombies are boring in all ways, in all varieties, at all times. <laughs> that would be my second criticism. You missed the mark on that holy crap moment. You get no. You get an HSQ of zero. Have you noticed what they've been doing, though, with every episode? What's that? Pretty much. Well,
1: not every episode, but certain episodes. They leave it open. Yeah. And I think the reason why they do that is if it becomes like a big fan base to where they're like, Oh, we want more of this, <coughs> then they can actually go off from what that was and move yeah, on. Yeah,
0: because Marvel Zombies done. has been a big money maker for Marvel yeah. over the past 20 years. I don't know why. Yeah, but... I mean... But, yeah, it's, <coughs>
1: I thought that was poof. Pretty wild. Speaking Especially, and the surprises, too, are also very worth it. Because it's like, with the zombie one, you thought it was just going to be, you know, uh, Hulk. And it was going to be his story. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out, oh, Hulk dies. <laughs> so it's the rest of Hulk's been doing a lot of like, dying
0: in this show.
1: Yeah, so it's like it's like, okay, well. Because you tricked me because I oh, thought it was his story, and Hulk, then all of a sudden... Yeah,
0: Hulk is 0 for 2 so far yeah, for his appearances. He gets blown up, he gets eaten. Uh, eaten. <laughs> it's like, wow. But, yeah. <laughs> Which is all right with me, too. <laughs> there was one nice touch, the, the callback in Episode 4, when uh, Bruce Banner comes back to Earth, and he's the first thing... That, this is what kicks off the zombie episode. So Bruce Banner comes out. He sees all these zombies around him. He has to Hulk out so he can protect himself, and the Hulk won't show up. Yeah, because
1: he just goes.
0: He, he turns a little. That. Know, yeah. He turns a little green like he just ate some bad shellfish or something, and then, and then he goes right back to Bruce Banner. He's like, "Come out, no." <laughs> that that's a nice Hulk, but now if seriously if i were to take over the hulk franchise i would go down that route where you have different hulks because peter david did it spectacularly in the comic books if you need to know look up joe fix it and you can see exactly what the hulk should be just go down that whole way between uh joe fix it and the maestro and th- those are two hilarious Alleys that the Hulk, that would make me want to watch a Hulk movie. As a matter of fact, Marvel, take a take a memo here. I know I've already sat here and, and told you just give Brad Bird the Fantastic Four. Go ahead and give Peter David the Hulk, and just let him write all the Hulk scripts from now on. Okay, and and just watch the billions start rolling back into <laughs> it. Okay, because you're not making nothing off most of these shows so far. The idea that you're number one. Franchise since you started back up with Shang-Chi should be warning you that should be big flashing red lights for you guys. <laughs> But anyway So let's go ahead and wrap it because we're already an hour into this and I got to sit here and chop this up at some point and actually start putting some pretty little pictures up on the On the videos and stuff because we're, we're recording audio because I've given up on all of our cameras we're We're actually recording this on my smartphone because we can't get our mics to work right now. Oh, yeah, frickin', frickin' 2021, shoot. Uh, Curses! <laughs> but anyway, at least we're getting a baby Yoda float. So that's yay. Uh, Which is actually kind of disgusting because it kind of sounds like a bottle, uh, like a can of root beer with a scoop of pistachio ice cream on top. That would be a baby Yoda float. <laughs> <laughs> it is. You know what, my. my uh,
1: <laughs> Like, one thing that actually makes me mad that they do have a Yoda float is the fact that they do not have a a, a Mogwai
0: float. <laughs> like, what's that all about? They had one back in the 80s, but. Did they? Yes, I think oh. they actually did have it. A, a I Lensley. did not know. But anyway, because he was cute and furry, so he of course he had cute to show and up. Furry, but... But what what i'm upset about is that the they have two little floats that are going with the baby Yoda float. You got the big baby Yoda and you got the little tiny ball that it chases after. How hard would it have been to make that a little frog for him to chase after? Had the baby Yoda's mouth open while he chases after the the frog, <laughs> that would be life would just be wild. far too awesome. I know it's far too late to get that done, but hey, next year if the man cos mandalorian season 3 is coming out in 2022, Supposedly late in 2022, but I'll take late than over never. But which is about the only one of the few Disney franchises I'm saying that about. So, mm. <laughs> so until next time, happy campers. Spike, Chris, this was the show. We'll see you all down the road. Ta y'all. Ta ta. Ta ta
1: for now. Tgif.
0: Watch your mouth. Now you're getting into the felt See you later, y'all.